So uh, give a little bit of a breakdown on, on who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, man. 16 years ago, I wanted to do two things, right? Stand on stage and tell the world who I am, what I do. And 16 years later, 34... Have you ever wondered how you could maximize your life and productivity with the least amount of input? If that's you, then stick around for this episode of the Instant Leverage Podcast. Today, JR sits down with the founder of Ace of Spades Agency, JJ. This man is the authority on building authority for his clients and then leveraging that authority to fuck some shit up in a good way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Leverage Podcast. All right, boom. We're live with uh, JJ from Ace of Spades. Dude, super excited to have you here. Um, I mean, I don't even know how we got connected. I think it was just through Instagram, which uh, I reached out. I know how. I know. Yeah, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying. Yeah, I was trying to. I'm always trying to like get you verified. That was. And, let's be real here. I saw that you were a cool guy. I was like, this guy needs to be verified. He's doing stuff online. And then yeah, but then other people backed me up. Connor. And then we didn't have a chance to meet in Denver. And then now we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. So then when when Connor backed you up, that was the ultimate like cosign because I was like, this guy's. <laughs> That's this guy it, man. Yeah, a- you know. Right. This cool, guy's cool. not a floozy and everybody he introduces me to is uh legit. So legit as fuck actually. So, um, so yeah, I was like, man, we need to get you on and hear about how uh, people can get more leverage in their lives. Uh, I think you've done, I mean, Instagram is ultimate leverage. Like you can post one picture and I mean, for an account like yours, over a million followers, thousands of people are going to see that. And the, the effort is disproportionate to the, the output, right? So uh, that's what this is all about. And that's why I wanted to have you on to talk about um, productivity and uh, how you think people can maximize their life and get the most out of their lives with the least amount of, of input. Not that we're not putting in a lot of work and input, but we want the reward to be disproportionate to what we're putting in. So uh, give a little bit of a breakdown on, on who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, man. 16 years ago, I wanted to do two things, right? Stand on stage and tell the world who I am, what I do. And 16 years later, 34 countries, 57 million views later, video seen in 160 countries. But throughout that journey, it was really hard because I didn't really know where I fit in right? I wasn't one of those lucky guys, JR, that I could just be like, I just want to do this. And that was it. So I was constantly like searching around and trying to find me. So I started my career as a magician. Do you know that? I'm not sure if most people do. Magician. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. 57 million views. I was a magician for 10 years. So you name it, I could steal your watch. I could read your minds. I could entertain a group of people. Then I transitioned into running a nightclub in Asia and then moving on to speaking. So, but throughout that whole journey was people, people were my passion and purpose. And I always wanted to get in front of people and connect with people. And now today I run a PR agency because the one thing I realized JR was like personal branding and attention is super important, right? Like JR, how many times have you seen like a landing page or someone in your space and they're not that good? The product is not that good. The page is not that good. But like, how does this guy keep keep bringing in the Benjis? Because he keeps running ads. He keeps getting in the media. He keeps like leveraging, right, things to keep giving him exposure. So what I did was I realized from the success that I had online, I could help other people grow their personal brand and then they could do amazing things. And that's where we're at today. Okay, cool. So 
Speaking about, uh, you know, personal brands and stuff like that. One, one question that I, I see come up a lot, like for example, last night, uh, me and my business partner, we had, we decided like we were going to try TikTok. And then he texts me last night, 1130, like, yo, I think I'm rethinking TikTok. So I'm like, okay, let's get on, let's get on the call. Um, we get on a call and he's like, well, I don't know if my audience is, is there and I don't know if it's worth the effort or whatever to, to invest in growing that. Why do you say that, like, for example, um, for somebody like him, who's a coach and maybe uh, his, his ideal client is like so specific that it's going to be hard to target them on a platform like TikTok or whatever. Why does that person need to, to grow a brand? Well, let's let's come back to let's come back to the first question, right? Yeah, I, I think. Well, I don't think I know now because I, I grew a YouTube channel for ten years, right? Three videos a week for ten years, and that did amazingly well for me. All the opportunities, but YouTube was the hottest platform. There wasn't like TikTok, Snapchat, and not all the you know now the platforms are JR. You can do all the same services, like you can do groups on Facebook. You got Clubhouse, like a lot yeah. of the same services. They don't want you going anywhere, so they're like, okay, well, well, Clubhouse is doing audio. Facebook, let's do audio too. So they don't want they want they want you staying in their nightclub, as they call it. So you have to get really clear on, like, in my opinion, hey, not just because you have it doesn't mean you should use it. And as this whole podcast is about energy out, how much energy, how much am I getting back? You got to be very careful of that because a lot of people waste their time on spending three hours a day making TikTok dancing around. And I'm like, great, after three months, how many, how much money has that generated for you? Or, or attention. They're like, well, I got 100,000 views. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. So you got to be really careful. So that's one. But two, personal brand is everything, Jada, right? Jay, let me ask you this, right? You're in real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Why are people choosing you over everybody else? Like, why do people come to you? Why, why do people listen to you, right? And and maybe this is sort of a, a hypothetical question, but there's a couple of answers. One, they trust you, right? Trust is based from likability. Likability is traced from them seeing you. So you're building your personal brand. They get to know you. They feel connected to you. There's a lot of people to choose from. So building your personal brand gets you to stand up than everybody else. So if there are 10 realtors on the lineup at a police, you know, when they, they, they go, hey, who's the, who's the culprit? And they're looking at 10 people, right? Let's say you're the realtors. Why am I choosing you over everybody else? Because you've, you've connected with me on something. And personal branding is the best way to do it because people don't buy your product. They're buying you. They, they're, they're, they're buying the, buying the person. They're, 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 yeah, yeah. He want, I want him to sell my house, but I like him. Like I, I connect with him. He's got a family, or he said something that connects with me, or he's got good ethics, and I'm and I like that. So you have to spend the time on your personal brand. So what are, like what are some keys to growing? Uh, it sounds like you've been successful at growing uh, on multiple platforms, right? What are some recurring themes that you've seen along the way? that uh, kind of hold true to growing any any platform? Yeah, well, without giving you like the, the the common responses like consistency, which is important, but I think authenticity still trumps that because people eventually like are looking to, in my opinion, like trust is so hard to find, 
bro now like you know people like you know like even you know you even saw me i don't know if i know this guy but you need third-party validation for you to go okay he's the real deal so that authenticity if you can stay true to like you and what you're about and what you say people will really appreciate it in the long run so that's something that i've done for my whole life i haven't i haven't changed i've changed as a man but i haven't changed like who i was i've stayed true to me and also I'm going to come back to it, man. Consistency of that con- like post, like showing up. People see it, man, you know? And, and you got to remember, is it just going to be one video that's going to take you to victory, right? Remember, 57 million views was three videos a week for 10 years straight, set seven to 10 years straight, right? Like I stopped a little bit, then I would do five videos in a week. But it was constantly just like every day, every day, every day, every day. So I believe a lot of people, man, that I coach now, and it's mainly professionals, like realist, realtors, lawyers, doctors, it's like you didn't just get good in one go. So why would you think that's the same thing with one video? Yeah. And uh, so how do you determine like, for example, with YouTube, how did you determine that's the best use of your time? Right. Well, at the time there was only, there was only that one around then, but I found that I was like, okay, I've got this available to me. I saw a little bit of success from it. Like everyone was on there. So I was like, well, I might as well put all my energy onto the platform that I know where my people are going to be because, you know, YouTube is Google. So when people would type in magician or how to magic, I would come up. So to your question, and this sort of comes back to your business partner about doing TikTok, whilst it sounds cool to say, hey, I got 100,000 views on the video, right, are those the right people, right? Like are those people are going to actually be a lead and a quality person for me? Now, if you're looking for vanity, if you're looking for attention for the hell of it, okay, sure. But like, dude, I don't want to be running around all day on TikTok with with no return. And it's not monetary return. Like it better give me some quality here. Like I don't do Snapchat. I don't do TikTok. I don't do Facebook. I just do Instagram, you know? And and, and it's, I just put like, it's like narrow-minded, right? Like Instagram is my showcase of who I am and what I do and, and my and my portfolio of like that I can hit, get you to what your results. And then I'm back on the phones. Like it's like old school staple at workouts, man, you know? You know, when you go to the gym, it's like squats, deadlifts and bench press and, you know, it's I think, JR, sometimes that we people are, are quick to jump on the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, well, hang on a second. Before you spend all that time doing that, just how like are there 50 other realtors in or 500 doing it and getting result okay maybe i should look into this you know so how do you uh you sound you're a super busy guy but i can tell like, nah, 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 man. i'm just i'm just focused man i'm focused and i'm excited i want to do i want to do stuff i want to hit every angle so you i know? see that like you like you're really, really good at, at following up with people and connecting with people. Like when you connect with me, you sent me a personalized video message, right? How are you, uh, organizing the time to do stuff like that, but also run your PR agency and you have your office with now uh, salespeople and stuff in there. So how are, how, like, what does your day look like and how do you determine like, what's the most important thing for me to work on today? Yeah. That's a great question. I said this to like guys, I coach, like, income producing activities is like huge. Like this work has to lead to income. 
Like it has to be very important to income. So for me, when I send a personal video message to you, I look at it like this. If I do 10 a day at five a week, that's 200 a month, right? Let's say 20%, let's say 20%, let's say 1% closes. If the ticket of the, of the item is five grand, it's 10 grand. So 10 grand, now obviously you need to be good, you need to sell, you need to have the trust, but let's say all that's sorted. That's 10 grand that I've made minimum from 30 minutes a day of doing videos, right? So then you basically calculate like, is this, is this worth my time to- Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I always do this. Like, If I put this energy out here, this better be bringing me in something, right? And I'm not an ROI guy. I don't like that conversation. Like, cause like, what's the ROI on your family? What's the ROI on your health? But the ROI on my, my energy, 100%, dude. If I'm going out and putting this out to the market, I got to make sure that I'm going to get the most, it, it better be a simplified process as well. You know, so yeah, so I, I do my videos. I'm also big on strategic partnerships. So I try and before I, before I go out to the market, we call it the war zone. I just want to make sure I'm prepped a little bit. So if I go to a target that person, like, cause I know JR and you know this, no, you can't knock on the door once and someone's going to open and go, Hey, what's up, man? Come on in. Yeah. What do you need? What do you want? Can we do business? It doesn't work like that. So now I've realized this too. If I'm going to go knock on your door online in the online space and I'm going to have to put some energy out there, I'm going to need to know before I do that that it's going to be worth my time in the long run. You know, like for example, JR, if I said to you, like, you could you can meet Grant Cardone, he could give you, maybe you've met him, but like he could take you to the next level, but like, the process of closing him could be a year. Like you, you got to figure out, is it is it worth, like it probably is, but you, you got to really play your cards right with this. Yeah. Speaking so, of Grant Cardone and that topic, uh, Grant Cardone's wife uh, turned him down at first. Right, right. Pursued her over X amount of time, whatever. Twice a month for 18 months. I've heard the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so... Yeah, man. I, I just think, I just feel for me now, and I'm really I'm really aware of it. Like, how much what energy what energy am I putting out? Is this actually bringing me income? And and am am I making sure I'm just on it on top of it? Because you can I hate I hate the feeling of wasting time. Like I was such a waste of time, you know. And you have to be really careful of your time. So yeah, most of my day, man, is spent on income, and and checking in with the people that are like on the, I call the red zone, like ready to buy, but they haven't, they've got the contract, like, you know? So what does your day look like in terms of like any habits, rituals, focus, you know, like, what do you, like you wake up and then what happens? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't do four hours of meditation, man. I don't know what people like. I do my four hours of meditation. I drink my bone broth. (laughs) You know, I sing to the Yetis in the sky, dude. I don't do that, dude. I get up, we hit the gym. Espresso, the water, we hit the gym, come back, style up, look sexy, and we just go go straight to the office. That's it. But one thing I am big on is like effective uses of my time. For example, I get a cleaner in once a week. I'm not cleaning my house. I don't want to do that, right? Like my my time is worth more than my time is worth more than a hundred dollars an hour. You know? So I, I get rid of that. Food, my food's prepped. So I spend $210 a week on food meal prep. So basically like plus energy drinks, probably like $1,000 a month. So now I just go to the fridge, 
and I just get it. You know how much time, dude, do you cook at home? No, hell no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, and look, let me tell everybody this. I love, I don't mind cooking, but I will choose the time that I want to spend to do that. Like, and at the end of the day, when I'm in go mode, I don't want to be thinking about, oh man, now I have to go to the store. I have to buy eggs. I have to cook it. Or what am I going to eat today? Oh, I don't want to eat that because I'll be tired. I don't want that kind of problem. There's this thing, JR, which people like listening to. There's a thing called decision fatigue. And basically you have only a certain amount of decisions with it before you start to get tired. I want to leave all my decisions on the biggest problems of the day, which is usually people, right? So if I can automate what I wear, automate what I eat, automate like everything as much as possible, right? It, dude, it's so much, it's, it's helped me so much. And so many entrepreneurs I see or people lose so much of their day because they're wasting time on things that could be automated. How do you, uh, yeah. For your like Instagram, um, how do you like manage it? Cause I see that you, uh, I mean, you do like, you don't post a ton on your actual timeline uh, or whatever it's called. Yeah. On Instagram. I don't need to even, but you post a lot of stories yeah. every day. So what is the, what, like, what's the play here? Yeah. Yeah. So basically you want to be active on your stories, a little Instagram hack, Instagram play more into two things they want or three things they want engagement. So comments, they want people noticing they're interacting with your account, watch time and story time because they know that the feed it's, you can't be that active on a feed post. Like, you know, most people aren't posting like Gary Vaynerchuk 50 times a day. Right. So if you're active on your stories, it shows more of your stories. This is what they say but they would show it more to your people watching you. It shows that you're more of an active user, like your red zone, like, oh, this account's very active. I get, I have my girls that I have paid, but they create stories for me to enhance education because I want, you want to be seen as the expert. So I would just, I get them to create all these stories and post every day. There's got to be something. I tell them every day, you know? Yeah. So that, that, that's pretty much like what I do is I just post on my stories about my life and then I share stuff and it's like a mixture of like entertainment, education, whatever. Um, my play though for Instagram is we, for, for what I do, like real estate investment, I'm not going to, you know, sell more or of what I do. There's not like, there's nothing to sell. Like I'm not going to get more tenants renting from me from my Instagram story. Um, but in the long term. Uh, when it comes to raising money in real estate, if, uh, you've been watching me for a year or two years and uh, I've just been giving value. And then suddenly I say, Hey, I need, you know, $10 million for this apartment deal. You're like, I'll throw in a hundred grand. Like I trust JR. I've been watching him a lot. He seems like he knows what he's talking yep. about. He's helped me out quite a bit and just understanding all this stuff. So um, like Grant Cardone says, your biggest problem is obscurity. Nobody knows you. Yeah, when it comes to, a real estate at like a high level, meaning like hundred unit plus multifamily, uh, ten million plus deals. The uh, the brokers and the sellers they're not going to want to sell a deal to somebody that they don't know because they're not sure that that person can actually even close after they go under contract. So uh, if it's between you with like let's say a, a ten point five million dollar price and then someone else with maybe a ten point two million dollar price, but they have a word from the broker and it's like, Oh, we know this guy really well. He, uh, you know, he, um, can close, he's done deals with us in the past. That person's probably going to beat you out 
uh, even if they have a lower price because they are, they're known. So my whole play with, uh, with Instagram is, uh, just educate and, and entertain for now. And in the future, when we're raising money now, I'm, uh, I'm known and that helps get my foot in the door with, uh, brokers and this podcast, right. Is also going to help get my foot in the door so that I won't get beat out by somebody just because nobody knows who I am. Well, do you show up every day? You trust. What's the number one problem on like trust? I don't trust the guy. I don't know you. Yeah. If I don't know you, I can't flow you, you know, like if they want to see your face and yeah, if you're giving them value in the law of reciprocity, he's giving me something every day. Like that dude, they, 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 it's like they owe you. They don't deep down say it or feel it, but it's just reciprocity. Dude, if I, yeah. if I take you out for lunch, JR, right. Like more, more so than likely, whether you buy me lunch next time, you're going to be more inclined. It's just the hierarchy of needs. You'll be more likely to share something or help me with something. So if you're doing that every day, showing up, showing that you're a cool guy, being authentic, right? Dude, people don't like, what is the ROI of what, what you just told me? What's the ROI of that in the long run? Dude, that could be, as you just said, that could be the difference between you making, getting a $10 million, you know, $10 million uh, multifamily apartment or not right but people people see it now they don't see long-term jeopardy you know and and bro i'm the same as you i love that you shared that because i make decisions now like if i google the person and i if i can't find them on instagram i'm like you know unless it's a very specific service like okay i need to get a key cut or something like that you know okay i don't care i don't need to trust them you know it's a pretty simple service right but if i'm if i'm doing something that if I'm like, I got to think about this one for a second. If I can't find you and there's not, especially a person that I'm working with, like a coach, I don't care how good you say you are. Like, why wouldn't, why, why aren't you online? And don't give me that play of like, eh, that's not for me. I'm like, dude, I'm going to, I'm giving my money somewhere else, man. Yeah. Real estate's a little different though, because a lot of the generation is older. So like most of the people I talk to are 50 plus on a daily basis. Right. And uh, like a lot of these guys will be billionaires and don't even have like a fate, never had a Facebook account, hardly have a right. website that works. It's, it's pretty nuts. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, but you, but you know what you could do too, is you can leverage the press. Don't ever forget there's other ways to get trust other than Instagram and social, the press, television, podcasting, you can hit it from different angles as well. So anyone listening, don't don't be caught up that social is social's a tool. It's another tool in your in your in your you know in your weapons. It's a tool. Right, right, exactly. Cool, man. So uh, is there anything else that you that you see people do wrong when it comes to building a uh, a personal brand other than not being authentic and being inconsistent? Yeah, well, the. The messaging isn't clear. I, I struggled for that for a while. Like people got to know exactly what you do. If they don't, they, they're confused. And you know this, Joe, confused mind isn't a sold mind. They, they aren't buying. They ain't, they, you're not even buying. They're not even, you don't even get their attention, right? And like perfect example, I'm in Miami. The women are here, bikinis everywhere. Great. This one girl I met, I said, oh, great. What do you do? She's an event planner. I said, awesome. I'm going to be running an event here. Like you, JR, you put on events. Hey, send me your Instagram. I looked at her Instagram. What did I see? What do you think I saw? Booty pics. Yeah, everywhere, man. I was like, firstly, congratulations. Congratulations for looking great. Oh my gosh, thank you. How do I know you're a good event planner? Well, you can see it. I'm like, how can I see that? 
I'm seeing your body. Like if you're a model or you're a fitness model or great, but like you got to be super clear. And I know that's a really bad example. That's a really like obvious example, but like so many people just assume that people know what they do. And if it's not super clear, that's, that's one thing. So, second thing, like we said before, just because it's a platform to put your work on doesn't mean you should do it, right? Like TikTok, it's a great platform, but maybe it's not for you. And, and, then, and then number three with the personal brand, like I always tell people to use, do more video of yourself because like most people are like showcasing their work. Dude, flip the camera on you. You want people think, listening to you, right? You don't want to be selling just what you see. That's, this is more important than that. You want people seeing this. And most people cannot confidently speak in front of camera. It's the number one fear in the world, public speaking. So if you can do what most other people have told themselves they can't do, do you just get this mad respect? The amount of times people have said to me, bro, you show up every day. Like, I just like, I love that. Like, dude, in their mind, I'm high value for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've gotten that too. Like, especially like I post my whole life. So like my workouts and yeah, I see it. Yeah. bike rides and all that shit. And uh, people are like, how are you so consistent at the gym or whatever? And uh, I'm like, I don't know. I just... I just do it. Like, I just don't let my mind tell me that I can't or not to or whatever. And I, I take my mind telling me not to as a more of an indicator that I, I that I should. Yeah. Um, awesome, dude. So, dude, it's been great. Uh, great to yeah, finally man. connect with you and uh, get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, I let's roll. Did not I know that you're in Miami. I'm going to I'm going to Grant Cardone's real estate summit at the end of the month. I'm, actually, I'm next weekend. Next, I'm see. I'll see you next week. I'm there, man. I'm there. Awesome. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm a very new, like, I need to get your advice. And I'm, this is, oh, here we go. Here's the authenticity. Talk about what you know, not what you don't know. That's another tip. Too many people try to be like, they think they know it. No, nah, man, I know this. I'm like, dude, I know nothing about real estate. Yeah. Like, and, and, but people go, I like that because he's not this kind of like know it all guy. Like, yeah. So anyway, I'll, I'll see you there, man. I'll see Are you, you there. coming to the actual van or you're just, yeah, I'm there. I bought the ticket. Okay. Oh, awesome. Cool. So I'm I'm coming in. So the event's like Monday through Wednesday. I'm coming in the weekend before just to, my business partners want to hang out and you'll get to meet uh, Joel Kaplan. He's also a good friend of Connor as well. Great. I love and, him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's definitely kick it. Dude, it's, and, and this is the other thing too, like what you just shared, what, what relationships, right? That's That's the real big thing because dude, eventually like, if I need real estate advice, am I going to some random dude? I, JR Real Estate. That's what personal branding does too. It keeps you on top of mind. When you right. think personal branding, Instagram, probably think of me, hopefully. And if I need to get that more, then I have to do that. But like, that's another great tip for people. You know, it's like free advertising. How much of like your, just a side note, how much of like your personal life do you share on, uh, on Instagram? I'm not as a big of a revealer as the next person. I don't go down there and cry and like, you know, tell everybody the girl broke up with me. I, I will share when I feel it's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, I could probably do more. I probably could do more actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a rule of thumb, like the way that I look at it is like, you know, if your girlfriend broke up with you today and you went on Instagram and you're like, Hey guys, my girlfriend just broke up with me, but like, you know, it's all good. I'm going to be okay. Everybody look at you like the fuck is wrong with this guy. 
Uh, but if your girlfriend broke up with you six months ago and you had this whole thing that you went through and you like rose above it and stuff, it's like, as it's, it's kind of funny because in society, it's like, if you're going through it and you're talking about it, you're just complaining. <laughs> if you went through it and right. you got through it, then now it's like a story of triumph. Right. And well, and, and this is a great point. Personal branding is also sharing, revealing a little bit of you. So yeah, as you mentioned, like I say, 2020, I lost my confidence. I lost my cash flow. I lost my contracts because I was a speaker and I didn't have any, I was debt in debt. And this is the truth. So I was in debt. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't like, oh, I'm just going to like flip on the personal PR agency. Let's just turn those lights on. I had no clue what I was going to do. And now, you know, we're like, dude, we've, we've smoked it, you know, and we're smoking it. Right. But that time I was really lost, man. I was really in pain. And yeah, as you said, you can, sh- that's the kind of stuff I share. All right. So I don't actually, I actually want to dive into that. All right. Um, go ahead. I, so, I, got, I, got, I got like 10 minutes if that's all right. I got perfect. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know if you know my, my background. I, I actually, one thing I want to do is share more because if you listen to like Ty Lopez or whoever, he's like, or Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone tells his story every, every goddamn day. He's like, you know, my, my dad died and, and my mom was feeling fear and she sold the house right away. And like, I know, I know that because he shares it all the time. Ty Lopez, same thing. Um, but like, I grew up single mother was a waitress, never made any money. Like we, we moved around a lot. We shared a one, one room studio and, uh, essentially my, my, like, I realized this in like going through like mindset coaching and stuff. Like my, my biggest fear is like going back to that. Um, and it's, it's a big, it was a big hurdle for me that caused me a lot of like anxiety and stuff. So you essentially, uh, took a step back in 2020. What was the process to like dig yourself out of that and like reinvent yourself and, and, uh, you know, pull yourself back up. Yeah. Well, to give it context again, I, it was, I did my last event in March, 2020. I was on stage speaking in Vegas. The next day, New York city shut down. I was like, yeah, we'll be fine. And that next week I lost about, I lost everything. Right. So like everyone, you, you become very unsure because you don't know whether it's going to flip back on the next week. So you sort of just, you go to, I, I went and go and spoke to all the big industry leaders in my space. Like what's going to happen? What do we focus on? And then I just was like, okay, I can't freeze because everyone's freezing. I was in LA, right? Everyone was like, I'm just, remember that time when we first started, they didn't let people go out for two weeks. I snuck out and went to WeWork. It was open. So I just went there every day, worked out, went there. Yeah. Same here. There was no, WeWork was like ghost town. So I was like, yeah, yeah, it was great, dude. I had the whole upstairs. That's where I met a buddy of mine who's works for me now. But, but, you know, I, I had to really go, okay, well, what, what can I do? But yeah, man, I just kept trying different things. Like I just said, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. I should try to be a coach. Maybe I should try do speaker training for like people who want to be a speaker. I was terrible. I was a terrible decision, but I did it. I tried it. Didn't work. So for but, me, but how did you manage your internal your internal state? Well, well, here's the thing that people forget. This isn't the first time in my life I've lost everything. So it's not like it's the first experience. Like I know what it feels like not to have money. I know what it feels like not to be like know where my next paycheck is. So the tenacity, that wasn't a new feeling for me, but I always knew one thing, action creates reaction. Like do stuff, right? And, and, and I was like, if I keep moving, I can't lose. 
you just like, you'll eventually, you just get to do something. So my internal state was, I was like, if I know if I don't work out in the morning, you know, you know, when you don't work out for four, five, four, five days, you feel it, you're like, yeah, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've just got to do something, go talk to more people. And I know this is easier said than done. And it's a very Hollywood answer, but it's the truth. Like, it's very much the, I just had to like, I, I had to do something, man. Because, and you know, the good thing, JR, is that's all we could do. There was nothing open. All I could do was like, just be at the office and like work. So in a way you were forced to make something work. Because what was the other, well, it's not like I could go out or yeah. I have to watch TV. So cool, man. So basically just get your ass, do something, and then you'll figure it out on the way. Well, yeah, there's, well, you don't, we know, and well, the thing, and no one knew what was going to happen. Like, not one person could be like, well, if you do this, because no one's ever been through this. So it was like, well, if I, I know I have to speak to people, I have to go out and ask some questions and just start doing stuff, you know? And that was, yeah. The way I moved to it. Cool, man. Well, that's all for me. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing all these tips, sharing your story. Yeah, man. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that specifically, like what we just ended with, because uh, I feel like a resilient mind is a peaceful mind. Like if you know that no matter what happens, I can get through it, and you've not just know because nobody actually knows until you lose it all. Right. Um, all right. If I know that if I lose it all, if I hit zero tomorrow, I could figure something out. It's like an insurance policy for your for your peace of mind. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so thanks for coming on, sharing all that stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll see you uh, next weekend then. Yeah, man, yeah. And hey, whoever's listening to this, hit me in the DM, at JJLive, J-A-Y-J-A-Y-L-I-V-E. Send me a DM and say, like, JR, so I know you're listening to this. Dope. All right, awesome, dude. Thanks for coming on. All right, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Instant Leverage Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll leave us a five-star rating and subscribe. See you on the next episode.